Hello, beloved, and welcome to our weekly Bible study. And uh, we are looking at Christ as our example. Christ, our example. Before we continue, let's have a word of prayer. Father, thank you so much that we can have Jesus Christ as our example. Even though we know he was divine when he was on this earth, he was the God-man, 100% God, 100% man at the same time, yet he was fully man. And as a human being, he understands what temptation is. He understands what it means to suffer. He understands so many things that we go through. And thank you, Father, that we can look at him as the ultimate example. And I pray this morning as we look at this Bible study or we dig into uh, this Bible study that you will make it real for us, please. Uh, burn it into our hearts and open up our minds, we pray in Jesus' precious name. And enable me as your servant to teach your people. This is my prayer in Jesus' precious name. Amen. All right, now, to conform basically means to become like. Nah? And what we need to do is we need to conform to the example of Christ. Up to this point, we've already looked at our conformity to Christ's holiness, His righteousness, His purity, and also conformity to His love. Now, in this Bible study that we're going to do this morning, we take a look at our conformity to the example of Christ in humility and meekness. Yo, and beloved, Christ is an example. He is absolutely an amazing example. Now, let's go and look at it. In, in Luke chapter 22, verse 27, we read the following. Luke chapter 22, verse 27. This is Jesus speaking. Who is greater? He who sits at the table or he who serves? Good question. Huh? Then, then he answers. He says, is it not the he who sits at the table? And then he says, yet... I am among you as one who serves. This is amazing. Now, two days before Jesus said these words to the disciples, he actually washed their feet. And by doing so, he actually taught them what true humility and servanthood looks like. Now, remember, Jesus was the teacher. No? He taught the 12 disciples. He was like the rabbi. He was, let's call him the professor of this group of of students, this group of followers, disciples of Christ. So for Jesus to wash the feet of his disciples was unheard of. It, it, doesn't, it didn't work like that. The disciples were supposed to serve their master, their teacher, their professor. They were supposed to serve him, not Jesus serve the disciples. But what Jesus was doing was he, he wanted to teach his disciples what true servanthood looks like. You wanted to teach them what true humility looks like. You see, the thing is, a person can be a serv servant. He can be in a role of a servant, uh, washing dishes or giving people food, you know, uh, yeah, like a servant, a waiter. Somebody can be a waiter, but it doesn't mean that that person is humble. You can have a person that is full of pride, yet they are in a role as a servant. Now, in Luke chapter 22, verse 27, Jesus teaches his disciples that in the social order of life, the person serving the table is normally not greater than the person sitting at the table being served. 
But Jesus showed his disciples that he was among his disciples as the one who served them. Jesus set the example for his disciples to follow. He washed their feet, uh, even though they were supposed to wash his feet. And let me tell you, wow, what an example. What a role model to follow. I, I find it amazing how people will follow role models, uh, but then they follow worldly people. They, they don't follow Christ. But Christ is this amazing role model that we can follow. Beloved, we should do what Christ did. Now, it is, un, it is really unfortunate that in the time that we live in now, most people, or many people, let's say many people, they don't want to serve others. They want to be served. Paul wanted Timothy, or warned Timothy basically, that in the last days, professing believers will become, or let's say they will be lovers of self. And Jesus said in Matthew chapter 24, verse 12, Because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. You see, people's love for others will be replaced with self-love. People will be self-centered. Everything will revolve around them. In fact, Paul told Timothy in the second letter that he wrote to him, that people will become unloving. Not just self-centered, but unloving. And beloved, when we talk about humility, when we talk about servanthood, I believe that love is the foundational principle of true humility and true servanthood. And what Jesus did was he served his disciples. And the reason why? Because he truly loved them. In fact, Jesus loved them so much that he became human to save them. He became human, he died on the cross, took our sin upon himself to save sinners. And that includes his disciples, obviously. No? Now what is interesting is what the Apostle Paul writes to the Philippian believers in, in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 to 7. Uh, we can actually, yeah, verse 5 to, to 7. We can read to verse 8. This is what Paul writes. He says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of a man. Verse 8. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Now if you go back to verse 5, it says, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Let this mind be in you. You've you got to think in, in that way. You've got to think in a specific way. Look at Christ as the ultimate example. One commentary says, that the Arabic version renders this phrase like this. It says, let the humility be perceived in you. Or let that humility be perceived in you. Which means the humility that Jesus Christ showed, that same humility should be shown in us. When people look at us, they should see the kind of humility that was in Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, that's a tall order. 
But Jesus gave us the example. And we can follow his example. He set that example of what true humility looks like. Now obviously, it doesn't mean that we should become human like Christ in the sense of we are divine and then we become human because that's how Jesus um, humiliated himself. Now, how he humbled himself is he was divine. He was uh, in heaven and then he, he became man. We can't do that because we're already human. We're not divine. But what it means is that we should show forth the same humble spirit that was in Jesus Christ. You see, Jesus is God who became flesh. And that is true humility. And what we should do, uh, do is we should follow his example in the sense of looking at how practically he was uh, an example for us of true humility. Like, for example, serving his, his disciples, that kind of thing. Now in verse 8, we see that Jesus humbled himself uh, and it means that he laid himself as low as possible. Firstly, by emptying himself. That means he, he laid aside his glory. He, he didn't walk around this earth with the fullness of his glory intact. No, he didn't. So that's the one thing. He emptied himself. The second one is in being incarnate, which means that he became human. He took on himself human form. And by the way, never ever to let go of it. That's humility. That's true humility. When God the Son um, came to this earth and became human, uh, that's the form that he took on. And when he, res when he, when he um, after his resurrection with his glorified body, that's what God looks like now. It's God with a glorified body. When we look at God one day, we're going to look at Jesus Christ. We're going to see Jesus Christ because God humbled himself, became human, took on flesh and blood. And he, obviously, he died, rose again from the, from the dead. And he ascended into heaven with his glorified body. And that's the body that we're going to see come back to this earth. We are going to see Jesus Christ as he went. And remember when he, when he left this earth in Acts chapter 1, uh, verse 11, the, 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 the angel said, exactly the same way as you see him go, that's the way he will return. All right, so Jesus in his glorified body went into heaven. That means Jesus in his glorified body is going to return to this earth. Exactly the way that he ascended into heaven. But then also verse 8 tells us that he became a servant. Nah? So he basically assumed the lowest character. That you can get. Obviously he was a rabbi. He was like a professor. But he was a servant to all. Jesus went around healing the sick. He went around helping people. He raised the dead. He, he cast out demons. He was helping people. He was a servant to his own people. That in itself is absolutely amazing. So verse 8 tells us that he became a servant. And then... More than that, he was willing to die. See, even though Jesus was innocent, he never sinned, but still he died on our behalf. He subjected himself to death, even though he is eternal. And, but then also verse 8 tells us in, uh, in his death, 
on the cross. You see, Jesus did not only die. No, 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 no. The way that he died shows us humility. Because death on a cross was intended for, let's say, as punishment for the meanest of slaves or the worst of felons. But Jesus was innocent. Yet he died on the cross on our behalf. What a humble servant. Absolutely amazing. Now, let's, let's call it, he is the best example of true humility that we can ever, ever find. Because it is pure humility. It is not humility that you find sometimes in people where a person will seem to be humble but when you really go and look you find wow the things that has been that's been done is so that the person can feel good about themselves so there's a nice little portion of selfishness in there with jesus it was completely different it was pure humility absolutely pure humility a perfect example of let's say true servanthood and beloved we should conform to his example. And Jesus said it. We should follow it. Another passage of scripture that I want to share with verse basically. That I want to share with you quickly. Is in Matthew chapter 11 verse 29. It says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. Beautiful passage of scripture, or well, beautiful verse. Um, you see, when Jesus said that he is gentle and lowly in heart, he was speaking about his meekness. He was speaking about his gentleness. Uh, actually, we can say he was even speaking about his humility. When Jesus came as the suffering servant, you know, to take our sins upon himself, he could be seen in his kindness, in his meekness. We could see our Savior in his humility. But Matthew chapter 11 verse 29 speaks about his kindness and his meekness. And when Jesus comes again, he will definitely not come in his meekness and kindness, especially uh, for those who are unsaved. He's going to come uh, to them as a judge, to judge them. There will be no meekness towards them or kindness towards them. Only judgment on the wicked. But for us who are saved, wow, we know Christ as for, for who he is, the, the humble um, servant, uh, meek and mild and kind and gentle. And, and that's what he's going to be for us, or even though he is, he is the judge. He is the second person of the Trinity. He is a consuming fire. Uh, even though he is everything that Scripture says about him. But for us, he showed his meekness. He showed his kindness when he died on that cross. And, and not only that, um, he showed his meekness and kindness towards us when he saved us. Now what is so beautiful about Matthew chapter 11, verse 29, is Jesus' invitation to all who realize that they are laboring and are Let's call it heavy laden. Those who are under a yoke that is too hard for them to carry. That, well, they feel it's too hard for them to carry. Jesus says if they come to him, he is meek and he is gentle. And he will give them rest. 
Beloved, the next time you feel that you are burdened, the next time you feel that there is a yoke that is on you that is heavy to carry, remember the words of Jesus in Matthew 11 and take that burden to Christ. Because remember, He is meek, He is gentle, and He will give you rest. That, that is a rest that is beyond our understanding. That is a peace that we cannot even speak about because we don't know how and, and, and yeah, how we, we get it. We know it's through the Holy Spirit, but it, it's just amazing that Christ, when we bring our burdens to Him and lay it at His feet, He gives us rest. And the reason why He gives us that rest is because He is meek, He is kind. He loves us. We are His children. He wants the best for us. And this is not prosperity gospel. It's got nothing to do with money and naming and framing and claiming it and whatever. This has got to do with us being God's children, us being His, His children, doing what He tells us to do. In obedience, we come to Him when we are weak and heavy laden, and He will give us rest for our souls. When we carry a, a heavy load that we come and give to Him. And, and He invites sinners to come. But he invites them to come to him as the Savior. But he invites us to come, to leave our yoke at his feet, because he is meek and gentle towards us. Beloved, we should follow Christ's example, no matter what, because it's a good example to follow. We should preach the gospel, and we should do it in meekness and gentleness like Christ did it for those who are unsaved. And we should point sinners to the Savior, who is the greatest example of what it means to be humble and to be meek and gentle. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that we can learn something more about Christ and who He is and the example that He set for us. I pray that we will make it our own, burn it into our hearts, Father, so that we can apply it in our own lives every single day. Go before us, we pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Beloved, thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May His face shine upon you and may He give you His peace. God willing, until next time, bye-bye.